Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're with Dennis House from WTNH. A lot of things to talk about. You know, first of all, uh, you're, you're in a movie. You know you have a, a page on IMDb now. I do. I yes. Do. And, but I have to add my other acting experience okay so you so you're in a movie it's called the featherweight it's about willie pep but you're telling me it's not your first movie well my first movie but years ago when i was right out of college and i was looking for a job and in television and i was bartending and waiting tables you know doing the usual thing in suburban boston and i was working with someone who was uh an extra on a show called Spencer for Hire. Remember on, that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, starting, you know, starring Robert Urich. Yeah. And so I did it one day. Yeah, two days, I think. And um, we went out there. We sat in a bus in Cambridge. It was really cold that day, I remember. They told me to wear a suit and a tie. And I was a courthouse person. And I walked around and I, I read magazines like while Robert Urich was talking to somebody. And um, and you got on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was on the show. I was in the background. You could see me in the background. Did you get paid for that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like... I want to say it was like two fifty for the day, which wasn't bad back in nineteen eighty eight. Two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, for the day, it was a long day. We were fed well, and uh, then we came back the second day and did basically the same thing. Walked up and down st- the staircase of the courthouse like many times. You know, we did several takes, and so that was my only other experience doing it. So, and I want to get into a lot of new stuff and other stuff, but since we're on the topic, we might as well talk about the movie. It's about Willie Pep. And is it a true story or is it a fictional, fictionalized something about his life? It's based on a true story about his life. Willie Pep was the welterweight champion of the world, really. I mean, he was uh, the featherweight champion. He was from Hartford, um, Sicilian roots, and he had an amazing record. I think he, it was like 200 and he something. He fought a lot. Wins and, and you know, 11 losses. He was married six times. <laughs> six, six times? Six times. He was, you know. Uh, why he, would you want to be married if after a couple? Just like, isn't that why? crazy? You know, why my father-in-law, it's well documented, was was uh, married five times, and uh, he once said to me, "Because I can't believe I've been married five times." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it it premieres tonight. Premieres tonight. The Hartford premieres tonight. They haven't. It's not available for wide scale release yet. And what is it? Doing, go, is it going to? They're shopping it around. Well, they think it's going to. The reaction's been pretty good. It debuted at the Venice Film Festival yeah, in September, and I remember saying to Kara, I said, you know. We should go to this. How many times are you, are you in a you, movie? You, went to, you, went to you have an excuse to go to the Venice Film Festival. No, we did not because it was Labor Day weekend and there was so many things going on. Oh, in our family. Awesome. It was like, a, you know, impossible flag to go. Flag football and the like. Totally. Yeah. You know, well, that's I, I'm retired from flag football, Brian. Oh, yeah. I am, too. Yeah. Actually, I might do one last season this spring. But we're talking with Dennis House, uh, obviously main anchor at WTNH here on Brian and Company. He's in a new movie called The Featherweight. It has a little red carpet thing going on at the Bushnell tonight. I guess I'm curious how, how you how it came about because that's 
one thing. I, it's kind of a bucket thing for me. Yeah. I'd like to do it at some point. And I used to get. I actually auditioned once for um, a David O. Russell movie, the one Joy when the mop the mop thing with. Okay. And uh, I was in the room with him and auditioned and everything. I obviously didn't get the part. But uh, in Boston, there's a lot of Boston casting stuff. I'm curious, how did it come about? So more than five years ago, this movie's been in the works for a while. The Willie Pep story has been widely known among the boxing community and around the Connecticut community. So Steve Loff and uh, Michael Kolodny, they got together and they decided to put this together. James Mattia was involved. He plays Pep at an early age. So I had I interviewed them. I want to say about six years ago when this was really in the planning stage and they were putting it together and they remembered. And so once, um, you know, and then COVID came along and once they finally put the movie together, um, they asked me to be a reporter. And so I only have a couple of lines and we taped, we filmed this in the fall of 21. So it's been a, it's been in the can a so while. So it's been a while. The interview with them, I think I did in 2018, 2019. So they just liked the fact that you were interviewing them. And they're like, he's good. And they came back to you. You didn't have to audition or anything like that. Yeah, and I'm local. And so people knew who I am, I guess. And they're like, oh, no, I didn't have to you know, audition. I was a reporter. I got there. Uh, they put me in some 1940s, late 1950s, uh, you know, late 1940s clothing. Uh, they gave me a hat, which in the scene I'm in, the hat's gone. So I don't know. Maybe we shot it a couple different ways. And um, some of the guys were smoking the clove cigarettes around me. I didn't. I chose not to do that. But did did you didn't get a trailer or anything? Like I, it's it's not a high budget film, but it's a like what were you, what did you do in the downtown? Like I'm always curious about behind the scenes. So it was um, we, we shot at the Polish National Home, which serves as um, the arena in Miami, and it's a really cool building. You've been in there, I know, yeah, and it, yeah. it's um, closed now. But they shot it, and all the the wardrobe was in one floor, and makeup was in another, and all the people were running around. And there was a big boxing ring that they built in the middle of the Polish National Home, and so that's where we shot it. And while I don't have um, that big of a role there, it's like two quick lines, um, I am in the poster of the picture that's the back of my head while he's linked, leaning against the that's ropes. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, so it's honestly, kind of fun. it's a thrill. Of, I mean, you've had a great career, obviously, but that's cool. So I will tell you, Brian, you know, I don't know if you're a member of SAG-AFTRA. Yeah, um, the union. But uh, I am. And so after after I was fired from Channel 3 and I was just, you know, kind of like, I'm going to pay attention to these SAG-AFTRA emails a little bit more. And so I did, well, before I joined Channel 8. And so um, I sent a picture in and I got a call back right away to be uh, in the Gilded Age, which is on HBO, right? And uh, so they said, you know, would like you to be a butler. You just sent them a headshot? I sent them a headshot. And uh, I got a call back right away. And by that point, I was in negotiations with Channel 8. You can't I, do both? You couldn't? I well, guess it, I mean, it, it would have been. It compromises your journalistic integrity? You know, I don't think that's it as much. You know, if you're an actor in a sitcom every day and doing the evening news, well, maybe that's a problem. But this was going to be like an extra just serving as a butler for a couple of times. But the timing didn't work out with Channel 8. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I see those emails too. That's funny. Listen, we got to take a quick break here with Dennis House from WTNH. We're back here with Dennis House from WTNH. Uh, what, what's the Detroit hat? Are you on a bandwagon or something? So we we're are kind of on that bandwagon. We are loyal Lions fans in my house. Since when? Since I lived in Detroit. I, well, was in it Michigan. The Barry's, I didn't live in Detroit. I didn't live in Detroit. Was I lived it the in Barry Western Sanders Michigan. era? Or? Yes. And so um, this just shows how old I am, Brian, because uh-huh. back um, when I was – so I worked at WWMT, the CBS station in Grand Rapids in Kalamazoo, and the Lions made uh, the playoffs that year, and I got sent to the Silverdome to do a preview piece on the, – the game, as I recall, was not in Detroit. I think it was in Washington. Um, and, but they were practicing at the Silver the, right. the old Silver Dome, and so I got sent there to do 
um, you know, a fan preview piece, little thing. And how early was this in your career? This was, I had only been doing this Second, for, third job. for a couple of years. So, um, you know, Detroit fans are so loyal. This is a city that is verbally abused by everybody oh, yeah. all over the country, right? And they haven't been to, they've never been to a Super Bowl. The last time they won an NFL championship was before the AFL-NFL merger. Like Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 57, 57 or something yeah. like that, yeah. right? And they stand by them, right? They're so loyal. This is the year. This is the year. Through awful, awful years, through terrible weather, um, and it's just because they, they played outdoors until, like, I think maybe the 70s. Well, I mean, listen, and Dan Campbell, Matt, and I are just huge fans of him. We thought he was nuts when he got the job, and it turns out that he's not that nuts. He's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if they can win. You and know, my wife's from suburban Detroit, so we've had a Detroit pennant in the house and stuff for, for a long time. Oh, that's cool. Hey, I want to ask you, so there's uh, at Channel 8, There's you launched an, uh, a new Hour, a half hour of news? Like you launched at four o'clock, is that right? So we now have four o'clock news, and we had Judge Judy for a long time. And of course, she's got to bounce Judge Judy. She's well, done. she's still on at three, and she does different things now, and she's mostly shifted to digital. I mean, she's she's in her late 70s, if not 80. I don't even know what she is, but uh, she, she still remains popular. But that the show that she did for a long time was not going to be on anymore. So, um, so we launched a four o'clock news with Catherine Hauser and Nyberg and Darren Kramer. And Nyberg, by the way, yesterday celebrated her 37th anniversary on TNA. Isn't that amazing? That's, I mean, that's staying power that no one has. And no, I don't know that anyone <laughs> no. ever will again, yeah. to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't stay in a job more than seven years, so I can't even speak to it. <laughs> I, I, and I knew Catherine Hauser. I don't know her personally, but I knew her from BZ. She was in Boston. She's great. She's really good. She's you great. guys have stockpiled quite a bit of... We have talent a, there. We have a really nice team. And the thing about it is, Brian, you're right. You, you know, experience matters, right? You know, we have people on our team who, who know, you know, who was the governor 30 years ago and know a little bit of the state history. And sometimes news of today, you need well, to rely a little bit on that history for, for, for perspective. And there's, I had Jerry Brooks in earlier this yeah, week. Oh, he's and, great. And, but like that kind of institutional knowledge, when it goes, like when Ann Nyberg retires, there's not going to be someone who's going to have that. Like I feel like institutional knowledge in this era, once it's gone, it's not replaced. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of stations don't even have full-time political reporters now. You know, people who, you know, in the days you cover them, you go to the bar yeah. and you listen and you report, and that's what you did. I feel like the state of the news business. We know it's it's in flux and not what it once was, but. I feel like you and even Lisa Carberger's been around a long yeah, time sure. now. You know, that kind of institutional knowledge won't be replaced, I guess. There's not someone who's 
29 who's been there for six years who could stay for their whole life. Yeah, because, you know, there's such a producer shortage right now in our industry. So a lot of the producers are very young. They're in their 20s. Is that because there's no money in it? Like, I, why is it? I just think that there's so many programs everywhere you look, right? There's there's digital and there, you know, when you and I started in this business, Brian, there weren't that many jobs available. It was no. harder to find a job because- I spent, I sent 25 tapes out. I got one call back. Yeah, yeah. I mean-, I mean it was really hard. Yeah. And, you know, back in 1993, we launched an hour-long morning news on Channel 3, and I was the anchor of it. And we were petrified. How are we ever going to fill an hour to go from 30 minutes to— I mean, they had no morning news before that? They had a 30-minute newscast. Oh, that's fine. From 6.30 to 7, that's all we had. And now all the news stations start at 4 o'clock, and they're on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. There's this, there's that. So there's tons of expansion. So I think the— yeah, the, the the talent pool is uh, you know is much uh, thinner now because there are so many jobs out there. You know, one thing I learned about in doing this show and in talking to talked to Don Memori the other day who won the award for Sports Writer of the Year. Yep. And you know, I used to be event coverage. I started in print, and I asked questions about process. You know, how does he arrive at a, a you know what he's going to write for a column and this and that and the other thing. I, I I got a lot of feedback from listeners. They love that kind of conversation about process. So I'm I'm curious, like is sweeps or ratings periods still a thing in local news? It is still a thing. You know, we get ratings every single day of the year, right? Right. And uh, but there are uh, three periods in the year in which the rates are really set, and that's February, May, and November. And they always say the most important one is May because that goes through the whole summer and into the fall, and you know. The, the, the sales team is selling on that. Um, is it a perfect science? No. Uh, but people still, it still is what they use. It still is a thing. It still is a thing. So you have one coming up. We do. Yeah, the February book is coming up. And uh, that's why you'll see things like cliffhangers on TV shows during those months, right? Um, uh, or specials or things like that. They don't run generally run repeats during uh, huh. sweeps times. You'll see those all summer long or like in March or something like that. So. And you have to go out and do special reports on X, Y, and Z? We, yeah, we do. You know, we try to do special reports year-round all right. the time. You know, every day there's a lot of care that goes into what we're covering. And we have meetings throughout the day for the morning, the uh, afternoon, and the evening newscast. And so uh, we have a great management team that keeps on top of all those things and sees what's happening in the state, what people are talking about in the state. You know, this, this week's kind of... Easy, you know. People are really obsessed with the Draconis trial. It's at yeah. the top of our list of, of most watched, most clicked on stories on our web every single day. I don't know how much you can share on that, but you know, I I wasn't here. I had just sort of gotten here. I wasn't in the news here when it happened. Of course, it's a kind of a national story, uh, awful story. Yeah. And you know, but I feel like with the it's going to be hard to find her guilty because. He's dead, and she's dead, so no one can really hold her accountable for anything she says because there's no one else who was there, right? So it's really I find it really difficult. The burden of proof is so high for the prosecution, even if you think she's guilty or not. I mean, I just feel like who's who? No, there no there's nothing witness related because nobody was there with her for any of it. Yeah, I mean this case. When it happens, Memorial Day week, I'll never forget it, Brian. And uh, this woman had disappeared. And then it was uh, she was living in New Canaan, but she wasn't living in New Canaan for very long. Most of her time, she was living in Avon. Yeah. Uh, they had a house in Avon. And, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he, you know, he allegedly brought the, you know, the vehicle um, in question to the car wash, Russell Speeder's car wash in Avon. 
which I go to all the time, but they apparently there was some blood specks that were missed, they say, and the whole bit. Um, uh, her, her kids went to school around here. She was well-known around here, and that's why, if you notice on Route 44, there's a little uh, makeshift memorial to her near the reservoir. Um, so, she, you know, I know a lot of people who had dealings with the Duloses, huh. so they knew them. And um, and then, of course, um, the Hartford's North End was brought into the story right. because uh, some of the um, the evidence yep. was thrown away there, and I don't think that he knew that uh, that whole neighborhood is cameras under surveillance yeah. 24-7. Uh, then the trash plant was – I mean, yeah, the story never ended. Then there was a movie and – But I, I, I guess, you know, maybe you can't talk about it because you're on, on TV, but I feel like him – Killing himself at first, I'm like, that left her on an island in such a negative way. But now that I'm thinking about it, in some ways, him not being able to testify or them investigate him more closely helps her case. I I, I don't know. From an intellectual standpoint, I'm just trying to look at it. No, there are a lot of people who agree with you who say this will be a difficult uh, case to get a conviction in. But I think the witness list is over 100 people long. We've only seen a few of them. I don't really know know the evidence. I think right now they're trying to build up. Um, some of the you know the the facts of the cases they know it at the beginning, yeah. and then they're going to get into. They haven't talked too much about Michelle Tracona so far. No. Uh, last thing with Dennis House from WTNH. What's the show on Sunday? What do you got? So we have the state treasurer, uh, Eric Russell's coming. He's in. really talented guy. He is. He's a good yeah. guy. And he's um, baby bonds. Is that what you're he's talking about? about? Baby bonds. He's just going to basically talk about um, you know the investments, how the state investments are doing, and how he oversees that. We talk a little bit about politics. Um, his job is not political, but he was he was somewhat involved in trying to get the Connecticut primary moved up. Um, you know, right now we're in April, right? Yeah. What is going to be going on in April? Nothing. I mean, and, and you know, there are people who are either thrilled or in a panic about Donald Trump winning Iowa. And I'm like, I think 57,000 people voted in Iowa in right. a state that is smaller population-wise than Connecticut. I, I would love to see us get a bigger primary. I mean, I mean you've covered New Hampshire. The economic you know, boom alone from that would be amazing, right? You'd have yeah. all these campaigns setting up shop in Waterbury and renting offices and, and it's catering. super and, fun, too, to be quite honest. Yeah, and our state, I think, would be a better reflection of America than New Hampshire or Iowa. I it's think. not saying much, but yes. I mean, I think there are other states that are more representative than Connecticut, but yes. Connecticut, I think, beats out New Hampshire yeah. and and Iowa for that for that for sure. Uh, we're flush out of time. Good luck tonight. Uh, the movie, by the way. Thank you. And uh, did you meet Ron Livingston? Because he's. Big, I haven't he... met him. He was not in my okay. scenes. Because that's kind of cool too. I don't know if he'll be there tonight. The featherweight, of course, it's about Willie Pep. It premieres at the Bushnell tonight. There's a little red carpet, and it's going to get dressed up. It's going to be nice. You'll see some pictures on Instagram, I'm sure. But it's always good to catch up, Dennis. We appreciate Brian, it. Brian, uh, you and I go way back, sort of, and so it's great to great to be here with yeah, you. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.